We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 260 on the Blue Wire Network. I am Euro Siler, joined by my two guys, as always. Well, I shouldn't say as always, but as most times, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre, how you boys doing today? Bro, I'm doing well. Just It's been a good day, man. It's been a good day. Malcolm, how are you? Man, I'm here, man. Let's go, man. Good to talk about. The Lions and the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Let's go, man. I'm hyped. Wow. I didn't hear a woo. I didn't hear a Lions country. What's going on? Nothing, man. Um, you know, Lions country, let's ride. I mean, we, we here. Okay. <laughs> Lions right. country. How are we Malcolm, feeling? When you're on a plane, would you ever, when you're on the plane the other day, did yeah, you ever yeah. say Lions country, yeah. let's ride? So when I'm on a plane, like if I'm like, if it's like eight hours, what I'm going to do like the first two hours, you know, I'm studying film first. And then, like, the next two hours after that, um, I'm, like, going down the house. Like, I'm, like, you know, doing high knees and stuff while everybody's sleeping and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next hour, I'm just, like, well, well, yeah, the next hour, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a little nap. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to watch film again. That's how I pretty much, do, do, you know, go about my day. Gotcha. When have you, when right. have you slowly became Russell Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> when you started saying Lions Country, that's right. <laughs> when I started riding, man. I don't I'm know what ride, ride you're on, bro, but I want to get off that ride. We've been Let's listening ride. to other games. Let's, Let's get on ride. a different ride. <laughs> Shit, we're bro. looking at beat up. We're we're looking at beat up 1950s car, right? I want to get into like a we're in, we're in um Paul Paul Pesc- Oh, Paul Pescaloni's car. <laughs> we're, in, we're in his whip right now. <laughs> they, they they haven't seen this car, but maybe we could post it on Twitter uh, yeah. for our oh, listeners. Shit. Man, it's ride, man. Man, that, that's just a curse word this year. Let's ride. I mean, Denver obviously got cursed. And then ever since Melk has been saying it, we're 1-5 right now. I mean, we, we weren't much better before he started oh, saying shit. it. God damn, you're right. Damn. So it's, like, it's a curse word, dude. It's a curse word. That's, <laughs> you know what's funny, man? Let's, let's Ride is going to go in the same archives as Dagger Time. I, I have a feeling like, like I just, 
and I mean, this has nothing to do with the Denver Broncos, but I just, I just wish I could see like how they feel about Russell Wilson right now. Like they're probably sick to their stomach about this guy. I like his teammates, fans are just the team. The, his, oh, teammates. his teammates, his teammates. <laughs> like, like just hearing them all the time. Like even after they after they lost, this man is like, "Yo, Broncos country, let's ride." Like, and if you want, if you want to reach him, you have to call his manager. You yeah, can't get like, to him directly. Like, who who said that? Sherman, I think, bro. right? Sherm, yeah. And then Marshawn yeah. Lynch said it. He's like, bro, if I can't reach you directly, uh, I don't fuck with you, basically. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell right now the chemistry is not there. Not to get overboard with the Denver Broncos right now, but you could just tell the chemistry is not there with that team all right, right now. All right. Receiving core. all right, enough of the Broncos. We're Lions podcast. Let's ride. Let, let's, stop. Let's stop. Let's ride. Let's ride into this Lions and Broncos game. <laughs> Man, Lions, Dolphins. <laughs> how you guys feeling? Very quickly, how you guys feeling about this? Like just coming into this matchup. Me, not confident. Not confident, Malcolm. Not confident. You know what? I'm I'm pulling the upset alert on this game. I think you know I call this game for Miami Dolphins. I call this a trap game for the fence. God damn it! This is a trap game for the fence. Label must win. You guys labeling it? I mean, Pierre, Pierre's, Pierre's done. Pierre's I'm not like, nothing done. Matters. It's like, no, it's like at this point, bro, you're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to like, you're not, you're not going to win the division. You're not. I mean, the season's like, I don't think you have a chance to like, I mean, you could still win some games or whatever. I don't want to say I'm not. I'm just thinking like my expectations are kind of like, is like, they are what they are now. They're not like as high as they were earlier in the season. You know where I stand, buddy. You know where I stand. I think you know what? I think that I saw a statistic that there there has been three teams in the NFL that came back from a one and five and made to the playoffs. And this was before the, the 17, the extra 17 game. Three teams in how many years? And were three they the teams. youngest team in the NFL, though? Probably not. Um, the Who last cares? Team it's three it, teams. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah it, but the, that's what that's what 16 games. And the last team to do it was in 2018 was the Colts. So oh. the Colts in 2018. Um, that was the last thing to do it was 16. Did they have Peyton Manning? Did they have Peyton Manning that year? No, they, they had no. Andrew Luck. Oh, see, bro, they, like, they had, they had we, don't, we don't but, have an Andrew Luck. But the thing, I mean, I, I know that. But I think as the season goes on, I think we could see similar play for like we saw in the first few games from Jared Goff. I mean, I don't think this, what you saw the last two games, you're going to see for the rest of the season. You're not going to see that for the rest of the season, especially when these guys come back. So the offense is going to get better. The defense look like they're turning in the right way. They could probably pull some wins together. I'm not out of it yet. Now, if they lose this game, one and six, I think you you do the Dan Miller, pack the bags, start the plane. This season is over. This season will be over. <laughs> There's no comeback from one and six. It just That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm kind of like Pierre right now. I don't think there is much hope. Right now with this team, they haven't shown anything for me to believe. I don't think they're as bad as what they've shown the last two games, but do I think they're a playoff team? Absolutely not. Even with I'm this conference and with how weak this division is, absolutely not. I, I feel like Jim Moore right now in 2001. Playoffs? Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs? playoffs. I just want to win another damn game. That's all I want right now. I don't even want to talk about the P-word right now. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's just focus on Miami right now. Yeah. All right. Let's Miami talk about Dolph is number one. Let's talk about the injury for both these teams. Pierre, I'm going to go ahead and read off 
I don't care. Start with whoever you want. Start off with Miami, and then we'll do Detroit. We'll get the Undertaker music going again. All right. Can I just say, like, the guys who are like, bro, there's 16 players that were limited, and there was one full participant. Do I really have to go through the entire Dolphins? I'll go, like, key players. How about that? Sure. I'm not reading 16 names. All right. Taron Armstead was limited with a toe uh, today. Uh, where is it? Right here. Rob Hunt was also limited with a hip. He actually got hurt in practice today. He wasn't listed yesterday. Today is Thursday, by the way, for those of you wondering. Uh, Emmanuel Akba was limited with a back both days. Uh, Christian Christian Wilkins was limited with a hand both days. Tua is off the injury report. Um, Liam Eichenberg, their, their left guard, guard, I believe. Yeah. Left guard, yep. He was full both days with a knee injury. Jalen Waddle limited both days with a shoulder and I'm not going to – Raheem Mostert was limited with the knee both days as well, and I, that's about it. Okay. Oh, Xavier Howard, groin, didn't participate Wednesday, limited on Thursday. There you go. Okay, so I don't think any of these guys are expected to miss this game. We'll see on that's Sunday when we go through our Twitter spaces. We'll know the full and active report. All right, let's go. Undertaker, unleash it. Go. All right, ready? Deshaun Elliott with a finger has on practice both days. Charles Harris with a groin has on practice both days. Mike Hughes with a knee has on practice both days. Chase Lucas with an ankle hasn't practiced both days. Ifatu Malafanu with an ankle hasn't practiced both days. Matt Nelson with a calf hasn't practiced both days. Now we're getting to limited. Uh, Taylor Decker neck limited both days. TJ Hawkson knee didn't practice Wednesday was limited today. Jonah Jackson neck didn't practice Wednesday was limited today. Frank Ragnow foot limited both days. Josh Reynolds knee didn't practice Wednesday limited today. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown concussion protocol limit both days. Will Harris hit full practice both days and DeAndre Swift ankle shoulder full practice both days. Bro, I feel like Buster Rhymes. You know, like how he just keeps rapping and he's like a little break. Let's go, man. Like, I just with injury. You know what I mean? There yeah. is, so, there oh is some good news in this injury report. And I'll yes, say there's some great news. First off, DeAndre Swift, full participant in the last two days. We thought we were going to get him back last week. They ended up pulling him back for one more week. Now, I would be stunned if he doesn't play this game now. If he doesn't play this game, I'd be pretty stunned. Full part has been on Wednesday and Thursday. I expect him to be a go on Sunday. Now, what that role is on Sunday, I don't know exactly. Uh, is he going to be a full go where they're going to put him in 70% of the offensive snaps? I don't know if we'll do that. But to see him on the field, just to have his presence back on the field is definitely huge. And to get this offense kind of get clicking again, uh, once again. And then Amon Ross St. Brown. Obviously, there's a little scare there once he got pulled out early in that Dallas game because of the concussion protocol. One caveat I would throw about Amon Ross St. Brown that he's been in a red no-contact jersey both days of practice, but I think Dan Campbell said he still expects Amon Ross St. Brown to still play this game. So you're getting your two main weapons back on offense to go along, TJ Hawkinson, Josh Reynolds. So that's definitely big. I want to make a statement, too. I don't know how valid if you guys will agree, but I think DeAndre Swift, when it's all said and done, is the best player on this Lions team. Mm, I disagree. What are you going to say, Sewell? Sewell, best or I go. Best player overall. I think it's been I think a Sewell, he, I, right I, now. I think he's the, the most. Okay, I should say player. best skill position player. My yeah, he's best the best skill position. Best player. skill position. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's until, I until yeah. we can see what JMO could do. Until we can see what Jamal could do, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, that, dude, that dude's right now. I mean, even though he didn't play too much, but what he averaged like 10 yards a carry. Hey, prior podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. 
Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sportsbooks to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Odds Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so that was the injury report for both teams. Let's talk about this Miami offense and how they pair against this Lions defense, which obviously this Miami offense has a lot of speed out here. You know, you're talking about Raheem Mostert running back. You got one of the fastest receivers, if not the fastest receiver on Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle, obviously we know his speed coming out of Alabama, and he's shown it so far in the NFL in his two years in the league. And then they got the quarterback back, who played his first game after a clear concussion protocol. Malcolm's boy. Alabama boy, Tua Tungavailoa. He's back. He'll be playing this game. All right. Start off with either one of you guys. What's the plan on defense and how to stop these speedsters? Ready? Tackle. You miss a tackle? (laughs) I'm not even trying to be funny. Raheem Mostert is the fastest running back in the league. Tyreek Hill is a faster receiver. Jalen Waddell is probably one of the fastest receivers in the league. If you miss one tackle or two tackles, it's a touchdown for these guys. All three of the guys I just named. You, you have to tackle. You have to be on your tackling. You cannot miss tackles. Um, you have to pressure Tua as well. If you pressure Tua, he's not like as mobile as other guys are, so you could get to him if you pressure him. But tackling is key. Do not miss a tackle. Malcolm, what's yeah, your thoughts? I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, they, they got a lot of home run hitters. Um, they run a lot of the RPO. Um, so you're going to see a lot of quick passes, a lot of quick – um, you know, it could be slants to whether it's going to be Waddle, it's going to be Hill. Yeah, look out for the deep ball. I think he is good too, working in the middle of the field. He's athletic as well. Yeah. Um, tackle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. 
Uh, stop yes. the run also, but we say that every week. This is going to be a tough assignment because the Lions have struggled with – I wouldn't say two is mobile, but, you know, he can move in the pocket. He's not a, he's not a statue in that pocket. He, he can move around if he has to. And like you mentioned, they do the RPO a lot. So, you know, the Lions have struggled with guys who can move in the pocket. We saw versus Seattle with Geno Smith. You know, he's also a guy that's not super mobile but not a statue as well. He can move around if, you know, it, it's given. We obviously saw it with Jalen Hurts week one, who's one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the league. And then preseason, don't want to put too much stock into, but we saw in the preseason as well, week one when they played the Falcons, when they played uh, Mariota. So here's another test for this Lions defense and what they could do to stop a quarterback who could move in the pocket if you know, you're giving all these yards and it's going to be interesting because Calvin Shepard, our linebackers coach, they asked him one time, what's your thoughts on the QB spy? And he was very against it. He said, I just don't think it fits our defense. I don't think it's really good for our defense. Something along those lines. That wasn't the exact quote, but something along those lines where he doesn't think the QB spy is useful for this defense, even when playing quarterbacks who couldn't move around the pocket. What's your guys' thoughts going into a game like that? I don't think you need to spy Tua. I don't think Tua's a threat like these other guys. I, I don't, I mean, like, I don't think, I'm not afraid of Tua's mobility. I, I don't spy Tua. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of Geno Smith's mobility either, though. Who? Geno Smith. When we played in week four, Geno I wasn't scared, I wasn't scared of his oh, mobility like, when coming into the I game. I thought you said Jalen Smith was like, wait, what? No, 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 Geno, no. Smith. Geno Smith. I wasn't My scared bad. of his mobility either, and it felt like whenever he had to escape any time, he can just go get a free seven yards for a first down, or he can just go run up the middle for a couple of yards. I, I, well, think, it's, I think it's different, man, because – you know, when we played the Seahawks, when, and the reason why we would do that because we, we, were, we were doing a lot of man coverage. And, you know, when you're back against the, the quarterback, you know, that's when you could just take off. Um, I don't think – I hope we don't play man coverage. No, you're definitely not playing a lot of man coverage. <laughs> I, I really hope we don't play man coverage against the team because if not, it's going to be bad. But I, I think a lot of people are going to be facing the quarterback and, you know, going to be in zone. And hopefully we don't see a lot of man coverage because I wouldn't put anybody on Tyreek Hill. Or I, if we play man, I'd play like like a two shell, like two man, right? Two safeties deep. Obvious pass situations, you could play man like that because you have your two safeties deep. But in general, you want to give your corners help. You don't want to leave them one on one on those guys. But even your safeties yeah. right now, you don't yeah. have too much trust into your safeties right now. I Tyreek mean, have, will split. He'll split them, man. Yeah, I mean, you have Kirby Joseph, who's going to be playing his third game, fourth game. It's going to be his fourth game, right? He played New England and played Seattle. That's it. So this is actually his third game. Or in Dallas, sorry. So this is going to be his fourth game. So he's Kirby Joseph, well, he's, he's, played, better, he's gotten I mean. better. But then the other safety position, Deshaun Elliott hasn't practiced the last two days. And, you know, he was there versus Dallas. He's been there. Who's going to be the starting safety alongside with him in that game? Probably, you, I guess, Juju, because if he is hurt. They brought um, CJ Moore back. I don't think he'll start, but they brought him back. He's probably because Bobby Price went down, you know, because they yeah. need a special teams guy. Um, I think it's Juju Hughes right now, honestly. So that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't play man a lot of man coverage in this game if at all. <laughs> so, I mean, what would you guys do? Like, would you guys run like a cover four and and just have everybody deep and don't get beat deep and just have hope? You know, let them dink and dunk you the whole time. Or but two will do that and he'll do it successfully. Yeah, I would mix it all up. Play some zone, zone blitz, some man, some man blitzing. Just. Play a little of everything. Mix it up. Try to confuse Tua a little. Because, you know, Tua's still a young quarterback. He's still, like, he doesn't have that many starts under his belt yet, right? Like, he's played, but I feel like he's still young and he's still learning. You confuse the young quarterback. You pressure him. Bring exotic blitz. uh, Do different coverages. Mix it up a little. 
just stuff I, like that. I fell asleep in that Pittsburgh game, but I know that the Pittsburgh did a really good job on two of the second half. Do you guys know what yeah, they did? Yeah. Um, don't know exactly what they were doing to him, but like in the first half, yeah, Tua was dinking and dunking, doing whatever he really wanted to do for that defense. And in the second half, um, you know, they they did a better job with the run. They kind of stopped Raheem Mostert. He wasn't doing as much. And then I don't know exactly what they do with the receivers. I wasn't paying attention fully to the game, but um, yeah, I mean, he's a quarterback. When he gets comfortable, he he gets some swagger going. And you saw that in that first half, first Pittsburgh, and that's like. A little terrifying because we've seen this Lions defense. When they get about to a bad start, it could be a bad game all the way through. If they don't have a good game plan, that's one big flaw against Aaron, Aaron Glenn. If the game plan isn't good coming into the game, it's not going to get good at halftime. It's not going to get good in the second quarter or in the fourth quarter. I have never seen a bad game, like a game where we came in bad, where the Lions defense is able to adjust under Aaron Glenn. When it's bad, it's bad. It's It's never an adjustment in the game. Um, I don't know about all that. He has never adjusted well in a game. Never. You can't pinpoint to a game. I, I have they to have, think well, about this. I mean, I don't know, but like in general, I can't, though, I can't think about it. I can't think about a game. Philly game. They came out terrible. No adjustment in the second half. Seattle game. Terrible start. No adjustment in the second half. Yeah, true. When they come in, but like Seattle last year, no adjustment. Denver, no adjustment. True, I guess. His um, in-game adjustments are not existing. They they don't. I mean, exist. what we saw during the bye week, though, like he actually made adjustments. He said, "We'll see what he'll do," and he did. Like they played Okuda in the box on early downs, and shout out to Malcolm. He said Okuda could be an elite safety, and we saw like basically Okuda playing safety on early downs against Dallas, and he was he was the best player on the Lions team, bro. Elite. He played, at, he played at an elite level, like, let's be honest. And then you also saw them going to more of their 3-4 looks instead of 4-3. You saw Hutch standing up a little, two-point stance. That's what feels good at Michigan. And uh, AG talked to him about that, too, in the bye week. He said today, like, what are you comfortable at? He's like, I I'm, I play better in the two-stance or whatever, two-point stance, right? And AG listened to his players, and he put in the two-point stance, and we saw what he could do. I mean, Hutch was a factor in that game. He affected the game in multiple ways. Yeah, but right. what, what, what Tyler's talking about is like in-game adjustments. Like he he knew TJ Hawkinson wasn't good in three points, but he ain't going to halftime and said, "Hey, TJ, what? Uh, Aiden, Aiden, what's going Aiden, on? Aiden, 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 Aiden. I'm sorry, Aiden. He went, he went to Aiden and say, hey, Aiden, what's going on, man? And Aiden was like, oh, put me a two points there. They're like, oh, let's do that in the second half. You know, that's what he's talking about. Like as far as in-game adjustments, I know. I feel like though now, like maybe they'll start making adjustments. I don't know, bro. We'll see. Like. I feel like I mean, they have uh, sometimes too much confidence to their game plan. And kind of when Kevin Shepard said it the other day, he doesn't like to put spy on a, on a quarterback. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way when he said that, honestly. I didn't agree with it because all game, first half, Jalen Hurts is cooking you with his legs. You're not putting a spy on him second half. What happens? He cooks you with his legs. Yeah. yeah. It's like and, – and offenses in the NFL know that. Like if you're not adjusting and it's working, we're not going to adjust our game plan just because you're not adjusting. We're going to keep doing what we're doing well. You know, until you prove you could stop it. And that's one thing with this Lions defense with Aaron Glenn. When they, like I said, if it comes out bad, they just don't know how to adjust in the game. And the offense just keep exploiting those mistakes. Every game, every time we, or not every game, every time we, it's a bad defensive performance. You just don't know what to expect, like what the game plan is. Because sometimes you see like games like Dallas, he comes in with a really good game plan into the game. It's sustainable. And, you know, it, it could, it could work. 
but it's just how is his game planning throughout the week? It's it's very hit or miss with that plan, honestly. I think last week's last week's game plan was actually really good on defense. I it think was. it's just like you know, just the offense kind of stunk it up. And those twenty four points don't look as bad. Like it was kind of like whatever. I agree. I didn't I feel agree. like you know what I mean. It, it's twenty four points, but still, it didn't feel like no. D- defense did a lot of good stuff in that game, even yeah. after yeah. the big uh, momentum swing when Jamal Williams fumbled on the one yard line. It would have been very easily uh, to give up and give a touchdown after, but defense gets a stop right away. They force a punt, and you know we had another opportunity to come back and get the lead. Just offense never got there, never got clicking. Here's yeah. the thing with the Dolphins, right? They have the 29th rushing offense, but they have the third passing offense. They're 19th in total per game, 10th in total offense in the NFL. Um, obviously, Tua missed some time. I feel like when Tua was healthy and stuff, those numbers were a lot higher in the passing game. The, I mean, that offense was basically impossible to stop when he was healthy. There were three we saw up. last week, you know, we saw last week. I mean, it was first game back. He looked like a little, you know, as, you, as you'd expect after missing a few weeks, coming back a little rusty. What did Dak say last week? He wanted the Lions. I feel like two was kind of like licking his chops at this game. Like, this is my game. I could come bounce back, right? The Lions are probably thinking like, hey, he's probably thinking that. Let's, let's try to like get to him, stop him. I mean, it's it's a tough matchup, bro. It really is. You don't really have a corner with speed to match up with these guys. You just don't have that. Um, you have some guys who could potentially press them because they're smaller receivers. But if they get off that press and you're playing, man, those guys are gone. And it's probably a touchdown. I mean, they could take a simple screen to the house with theirs. Tyree Kill is like, he's an anomaly in this league. Like, there's no one like him. No. He's just different. If he catches the ball, he can run through two defenders, bro. He makes them look stupid. And Jalen Waddle's yeah. nice. And Jalen Waddle's a wide receiver one in this league, too. And he's just Jalen Waddle's no right there. Yeah, like he, he could be a wide receiver one for a lot of teams. And he's just Tyreek Hill's sidekick at this point, which is insane to say they're on the same team right now. I mean, any quarterback would love to have this, this offensive room. And then you add Mike Yaseki, a guy with size and speed and athleticism at tight end who could work the middle of the field. I mean, they are really hard to vent. Raheem Mostert in the passing game with that speed as well. Yeah, bro, it's it's, and I think their third receiver, I believe, is Trent Shurfield. I believe he's Trent also it is. It is. That's right. Yeah, yeah Shurfield. Yeah, he's fast. So he's speed. He's a, he's okay. He doesn't have that. Four, four, five. I just saw four four five speed. I mean, he's fast, but he's not like elite fast. Yeah, he's not like Waddle and Hill. No, no I'm not. <laughs> Now, this offense is difficult. So, I mean, Aaron Glenn's going to have a handful, obviously, you know, making a game plan up for this game. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the the appropriate game plan is. That's for him to figure that out. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what to do. I mean, tackling pressure, is – Pressure, 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 man. Pressure. I got to find a way to get pressure on Tua. Tackle and confuse the hell out of Tua, man. Make it seem like you're running something and then, like, post-snap run something else. Like, pre-snap, make it look like you're blitzed than post-snap. Like, play like a soft zone or something. Like, confuse the hell out of him. Get in his mind, everything. Also, Miami does a lot of eye candy. We, we've talked because Kyle Shanahan, you know, McDaniel. So, he'll put guys on the jet sweep or whatever. So, you got to also be very disciplined against Miami. If you're not, that, that could kill you as well. Yeah. This so, offense is not going to be fun to play versus. Let me ask you, guys. Do you guys uh, see Jeff Okuda kind of playing like what he did last week? Like, as far as, like... Them using him more in the box on early downs. On early downs, yeah. Um, obvious pass situations, obviously, he's gonna be on the outside where he should be, you know. Um, and I also think maybe this game, uh, you know, they've been playing like a lot of press man to man, like just straight up press to press. 
I feel like this game, if those guys get off that press, it's a wrap. So I feel like they won't play as much press. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because they are smaller receivers. They weren't pressing as much versus Dallas, I feel like, compared to previous weeks. I feel like they mix it up a lot more. Yeah, we'll see what they do. But, I mean, I get why they'd want to press them because they're smaller receivers. You jam those guys up, it's hard for them to go. But if they if they beat that press, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, play. you got to be able to get to the quarterback quick if you're going to do that press. So if they're going to yeah. press them and they could get to the quarterback quick and, you know, give two a very, very, very little time in the pocket, then the press might work. But but our pass rush is still not there yet. Like, it, it got better over the bye week. We saw it in Dallas. They were getting home a little more. They were disrupting Dak. But there was still a lot of times then that was game where we're playing, you know, a mediocre to slash all right offensive line and, we won sometimes, but it wasn't consistent pressure on Dak. You know, he had some times where he got to sit back and, you know, sit in the pocket and, you know, look through a couple progressions and make a throw. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a pressure on, like, every snap. I, I was pretty, like, pleased with the pressure versus Dallas, honestly. It was fine, yeah. Uh, I think as far as, you know, the press and getting, you know, pressure on, on Tua would work if you're the Cowboys. Like, you got to have, like, an elite pass rush like that, you know, but – I don't know. I still want to do it with this pass rush because it's, you don't know. You can, you can dial pressure, but they, they may not get there. Then you're fucked. Speaking yeah. of pressures, let's get into, like, the Dolphins' O-line a little, right? They got Armstead, who's, like, arguably, like, a top five left, left tackle in this league. Yep. Uh, Tyler's boy, Eichenberg, out of LSU, Liam Eichenberg. Notre Dame. I'm not, Notre Dame. I meant Notre Dame. I, my gosh. Tyler, Tyler, that's your boy? Damian you like Lewis him in the, my boy. Didn't you like the, him? In the you're mixing him up with Damian Lewis. Oh, that's right. I am. I, that's why bad. I said. That's why you said LSU. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But I knew it was Eichenberg. Um, I knew it was Notre Dame. Anyways, he's having. He's like. He's bad. He's really bad. Um, so left guard is a spot where you could attack. Center kind of runs having a good year for them. Right guard Robert Hunt, who they took a couple years ago in the second round, is having a good year. And then their right tackle. Uh, Brandon Shell, he's like really, really bad, bro. He's one of the worst tackles in the league right now. So is this Shell or is it Greg Little? Is there the right tackle? Here it's saying Shell. Um, saying Brandon Shell. Greg Little, I don't think he's that good either, honestly. Is but, he? Is he? Is Greg Little the starter, but he's just out or something? Is that? Is that what's going on? Greg Little. I mean, Greg. Here's Greg Little. He's given up 25 pressures, six hits, and four sacks. So is he, he the got- starter? He got benched if he was a starter. He he get benched. Awful. I mean, this guy is not even like playing at an NFL standards. He's he's really bad. Great little. I just looked up his stats real fast, bro. His pass blocking grade is nineteen point nine. Nineteen point eight. That's some Logan Stenberg shit. That's some Logan Stenberg shit. I was about to say that. Damn. Uh, Um, So I mean, the the left guard and the right tackle, you could attack that a little, you know. Yeah, you put Aiden on show all day, every day, and see what the hell happens, man. Even Pascal. I feel like Pascal could beat him, too. Oh, Pascal, yeah. He has that strength, man. Yeah. Uh, bro, what I saw from him the other day, I wasn't on the show on Monday, so I wanted to have quick thoughts. I was very pleased with a guy who hasn't played since, like, November. He he made a lot of big plays. Obviously, he's a rookie, made some mistakes, but I was very impressed with his first game. And, and they were not hesitant to play him. I thought maybe we'd see him on a limited snap count, like maybe 20 to 40, like we kind of mentioned in the pregame show, but they were not hesitant at all. He ended up playing, I think, 89% of the defensive snaps, something like that. It was in the 80s, I know for sure. He, he balled yeah. out, bro. He helped the run defense, especially setting the edge. Yeah. Oh, he was, yeah. That, I mean, we, that... We've missed that. We've never had a guy who could set the edge, I feel like, since 
Trey Flowers is actually pretty good setting the edge on the runs, yeah. but um, that, yeah, kind of reminds me of he reminds me of a better uh, version of what Trey Flowers is supposed to be, like because he actually gets home more than Trey Flowers, yeah, with, like, with us, you know. Let me ask you a question. So when Charles Harris, because Charles Harris is hurt right now, when he comes back, do you do you still give Charles Harris that starting role, or do you give it to Pascal? No, Harris can't set the edge. I feel like for Harris, you bring him in third downs and rush the passer. Yeah, I can see that. Thing. Yeah, I say the same I, thing, man. I, I could definitely see that. You could have Hutch and, and Pascal be your edge rushers, and then Harris could just be mixed in on those certain passing situations, like the obvious passing situations. And Campbell said Romeo is going to come back sometime this year as well. So yeah, he did? Romeo Cora? Yeah, I mean, oh, they, they didn't, like, rule him out, he said. Like, they didn't rule him out for the season or whatever. Man, so. it's been so long since we've seen Romeo Cora play. I want to see how he just looks just as far as, like, is he the same player? Could he still do the same things? Could he still get home as often? I, I, that's going to be interesting. It's, I mean, those injuries, especially for defensive linemen. Like, we talked about with Akuda, he's younger. He's, like, 22, 23 years old. Akara's a little older, and he's defensive lineman. It's a lot tougher on defensive linemen than corners. And, obviously, he's older. So, age factors in, too. We'll see. I mean, I hope he's good. I hope he's good. Yeah, Romeo's twenty-seven right now, so. So if if he doesn't show signs, Tyler, you could release him and move out that contract easily. The guaranteed money is pretty much done after this year. Yeah, yeah I could, see, I could definitely see that. I wouldn't be shocked at that, especially with them selecting Aiden at two, and then they got Pascal in the second. I think they almost kind of set themselves up to potentially release him, honestly. And we'll you're see. probably going to add another guy in the off season, whether it's a draft free agency to the D line. In my opinion, they should. Um, we'll see. Yeah, but, no, they could. They could definitely use some experience there too. I would add a veteran too with with guys like Pascal and Hutchinson, and then just have them play a certain role. Now, you guys want to get into the Lions' offense? How they could potentially attack this Dolphins' defense? Let's do it. Yeah. So, who are the some playmakers that we got to watch on this Miami defense? They got. They got a couple. They got. They got a pretty solid defense. Yeah. So actually, this player, um, Javon Holland, out of Oregon, he is. I believe only in his second year. I'm fine. Second year, yep. Year. Second year player. I mean, this guy is a baller, bro. He is a baller. He, you have to know where he is at all times. He is a great safety. You have a Melvin Ingram, who's decent. Jordan Phillips having a good year for them. Christian Wilkins having a good year for them. Xavier Howard has struggled. J- Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips, not Jordan Phillips. My bad. Jalen Phillips. Jordan Phillips, like on the Bills. Bills. Yeah. He used to be with them. Jalen Phillips, the kid out of Oklahoma. Uh, Miami. You got. Jalen Phillips played at Miami? Jalen Phillips is Miami, yeah. I thought he came out of Oklahoma. The Sooners. Jalen Phillips is from the U. Yeah, he came, he went, he came oh. from the U. What's wrong with me today? All right, my <laughs> bad. Um, uh, yeah, Xavier Howard is not having the year that a lot of them, a lot of people expected. Uh, their corners are kind of struggling. Justin Bethel is not good. Noah Ikbanage is not that good. The way you attack this team is through the pass game, and this is the best Lions defense. I mean, the best uh, – Run defense alliance have phase even Ben Johnson said it. They are stout against the run, but they are vulnerable against the pass. Um, I, I don't know necessarily how you want to attack this. Personally, what I would do is pass to set up the run in this game. That's what I would do personally, but I could see Dan Campbell being one to be kind of like last game, being conservative, keep your defense off the field as much as you could, keep the clock running and try to score touchdowns because this Miami offense is very explosive. Yeah. I want to see maybe Sorry. some screen passes too. You got St. Brown back. You got Swift back. Get some quick passes going and just see what these guys could do because those guys are some dynamic players that, you know, they could take two, three yards and make it 14 yards or 15 yards or shit, 50 yards. You know, sometimes they could even break it like that. I mean, we have dynamic players 
you know, like we're talking about Miami, they got Tyree Kill, they got Jalen Waddle, they have those dynamic players that could take a screen pass all the way. We have the same thing with with our guys, and we have them here in this game. I want to see them, you know, be used in this game, especially Swift in that passing game as well. If they're really good against the run, Swift is not just a runner. You can use them in both ways in the passing and running game. But Tyler, yeah. you know what we say? Strength on strength, right? We always say that. I feel like the Lions, honestly, I feel like their O-line could could handle this, could handle them. Now, I don't think they'll necessarily like be running like 10, 20 yards of play like we saw in the first two weeks, but I feel like they, they could they could win their matchups. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to say, you know, I think Miami never played an offensive line like Detroit yet. They played they played some good teams, but like they played the Bills, they played some other teams, but as far as offensive line, and they haven't played a team like we got some dogs up front, man. So I think I think we could probably still get this running game going, man, especially if Swift is back. I mean, I wouldn't shy away from Swift, you know, handing him the ball if he's back there. I'm with you. I mean, and, yeah, I can see and, that. And they're, they're corners, I mean – I think we could definitely take advantage of the corner, especially if St. Brown's back. I mean, Bethel, he's a special teamer. And I know he got a pick last week, but that pick should have been called back, to be honest with you, but um, because he tripped the receiver. But <laughs> he's not good. He Again, he just, he's, he's a special teamer. Yeah. That's filling in for offer injury right now. So I think, you know, I think St. Brown could have a, you know, could, could win that matchup all day. Yeah. And Xavier Howard is not the player that we've been used to seeing. I mean, he's averaging a passer rating of 151.2 when targeting. It's almost a damn near perfect passer rating when targeted. He's not – like, he's getting beat a lot. Yeah. And the Noah Igbonagay kid, I feel like he's more of a nickel. He's playing outside right now because of their injuries and Bethel's playing inside, right? I feel like that's like – that's how you beat this team. Those are the – you attack their weaknesses and you attack those corners. Yeah. Um. But you still got to get the run game going too, no doubt, because that that's when the golf is at its best when the run game's going, the play action opens up, and everything opens up. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. think uh, you know, depending how much they use Swift and how he's feeling, man, I think Swift could have a really big game this game, a really big one. I think Swift is good to go, bro. He's full yeah. participant. I don't think there's gonna be any limitations because last week they're like he might he's gonna play, and then they held him out again. I feel like this week they're all like just go. Yeah, that, that's I mean, the case, man. I'm good, man. This is the label. I, I label a must-win game. I mean, you can't lose this game and, you know, try to have any hope for this season if you want for that, like for the staff and everyone. you This is a must-win game. If I, I put that stamp right now, must-win game. Yeah, it's, it's all starts here, man. If this team wants any chance to have something with some type of season this year, it starts here. I would even say something with the season just to keep your fans engaged right now. Like most of your fan base is just not engaged right now. They don't really give a shit what you're doing Tyler, right that's now. That's not true. So I looked the other day just for fun, see what tickets were available. And the Lions themselves, like there's some verified resellers, but the Lions themselves are almost sold out. They only have one section available. And the shoe buy them out? It was, <laughs> it was section 226, okay? Everything else is like, it, it's done. It's so, basically almost a sold out game. Okay, I'm I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not saying don't go to the games. I'm not trying to be one of those guys. But the fan base is so bothered. How engaged are you guys personally? If you have the opportunity to this game, or you think I want to buy tickets for this game, Lions Dolphins, sign me up. I'm gonna free three hours, more than three hours of your schedule. Uh, you're gonna free your Sunday up to attend this game and spend a pretty penny to attend this game. How intrigued are you to do that? So when the season started, or like a few weeks ago, 
one of my baby cousins is a big Tyreek Hill fan, and his dad told me, let's, let's go out to the game. And I was like, I'm down. But then after seeing these results, I am not going. Like, if they were, like, playing good football, I'd go to this game because, you know, with my cousins and whatever. But I, I am not going to this football game. I got to see more, like, more improvements before I go. Like, I'll compare. After the Washington game, I'm ta- I'm thinking Lions all week. All week I'm thinking about this game. Like, oh, baby, we're back. If we win this game, we're talking about this. We're talking about that. I would have loved to attend that game if that was in Detroit. Like, that's a game that I would love to attend. This game, it's like, yeah, okay. You want, like, yeah, I'm not intrigued to buy tickets right now for this game. Um, so what about if – so if they, if they magically, you know, somehow won this game, how would you feel about buying tickets for the, the Packers game? No, I'd probably care. buy tickets I, to that one. No, I'm I need right. to see one, one, one game. One one game is not enough. One game is not enough. So game. they have to they have to win both of these games pretty much. Both games, I'll be intrigued. Okay, and the good yeah. thing is that they're playing at home because if the one game was away, I'll feel some type of way. But both of the games are home, so shoot. I mean, I think they have a 50 50 shot. You can Miami has a big back. home field advantage. It's not even that. We just haven't won. A, we haven't run a road game yet. Well, in Miami general, is Miami's, a good home field advantage, bro. I swear, I saw like a little thermometer thing once. I oh, the field. oh, it's so, hot. Yeah, okay, I mean, that's no, what you mean. No, I thought no, I think no, it was I, their I, fan I base. Can, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I could tell you by experience. I could tell you by experience. Yes, that, that is real. That's an advantage. It's, 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 I swear. It's a real yeah, thing. okay. It's no, a real thing. I thought you were talking about their fans, like being too no. loud and they're going to get nervous. I was going to say I was watching the Steelers game. I hear them going fryer mood every time we catch you. They're like mood. I'm like, isn't this game in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> they don't care, bro. Miami fans don't care about football as much. Yeah, early like in September. Yeah, right now is not. It's getting a little cooler, so it's not as bad now. But yeah, in September. But even night games, it was a night game. Sunday football. I'm hearing Steeler fans going move every time he catches the ball in Miami. Oh no, no, no! We're no. talking about that. I was talking about as far as um the the, the weather and, and as far as the the visitor section. As far as yeah, like the, the yeah. way the way they have the, the, the stadium set up is like the sun beams that's on advantage. the visitor section. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That sucks. And that, I, that's I that's like a big advantage like in September, but right now it's a little bit cooler, so it's not that much of a big deal going it's gonna be not that much of a big deal going forward because right now yeah. we're in the low seventies right now. You know, we're we're good. I just don't think I'm not trying to offend Dolphins fans. I'm really not. But I just don't think of Dolphins fans as like this is going to be a tough environment to play in because their fans are going to be so loud and we're not going well, to be able to hear. I don't think of Dolphins fans like it, it all depends on who they're playing though because the Steelers they have like a worldwide type fan base, man. Like they're they they're, they're a big fan base. If they're you're talking about like Steelers, Cowboys, um, even even Green Jets Bay. and Giants or Patriots, um, Green Bay not so much. Yeah, but- San Francisco, Green Bay fans travel. They 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 travel, but I'm talking about like that Raiders. lives here. I'm talking about that that lives here, like in, in South Florida. Like there's a lot of Steelers fans, a lot. Ah, Pittsburgh, why? like you, you, bro. I don't know, man. Like it, it's mixed. Like either a Dolphin fan, if you're not a Dolphin fan, you're a Pittsburgh fan or or a Cowboys fan or a Patriots fan, depending if you're from. Like a lot of people move from Boston and lives out here, so we have a lot of uh, New England Patriots fans down here. We have Jets fan people who are because the thing is, you know, South Florida, a lot of people move down here. You know, nice. like they move, nice. they move from they move from New York, they move from up north, they come down here. So where they're coming from Boston or 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 New York, you see your people who are Jets fans, they live down here. 
Cowboys, those Cowboys, I call all, I mean, those Cowboys fans, they're just fans of the Cowboys because of the 90s. It's, it's what it is. They don't, they never, they don't live in, they never lived in Houston, but that's how it is down here. Yeah. yeah. And then you have your Pittsburgh fans, you know, the Pittsburgh fans, they, they just, they're really big Pittsburgh fans. But yeah, those fans live here. Yeah, I, I was just referring fans showing up to stadiums because, like, we see San Francisco fans, they just show up to any stadium they go to, and they, like, they could take over some of them. Like, if it's L.A., where Rams fans are not that strong, they could take over that. And I, I felt like Steelers fans did that versus the Dolphins. Um, and, on that side and, and, and as far as, like, in, in basketball, when, when the Knicks play the Heat, yeah, we – there's a lot there's a lot of Knicks fans down here. There's a lot of Knicks fans out here. Because yeah. Again, we, we moved from – a lot of people from up north, they moved down here. So, and when you go to, like, a Knicks and Heat game – it's like 50-50, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like Detroit, too, in the Tampa area, Lakeland area. There's a <laughs> lot of fans out there. Like, whenever we play baseball-wise, but whenever we play, like, the Tampa Bay Rays, there's always a lot of Tiger fans there. And, like, you could hear our chants there very loudly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like – I don't know. We have a home field advantage, though. The Lions do have a home field advantage. Yeah, we have team. a legitimate home field advantage. Like I, like, I think people look at Detroit and say they're not – the greatest like fans, but I think those like first three games, those first three home games, we were loud. Like the fans of Detroit were loud those games. It was a legitimate home field advantage. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. We could, we could. We're all witnesses of that. <laughs> uh, I went Seattle to two game. of them. That Seattle I, game, man. I had a headache, bro. My head was just pounding, bro. Like the third and fourth quarter, like I couldn't even yell no more, bro. I had um. I went to two games this year, and I feel like the atmosphere was the most electric it's ever been when I've been there. And those two games, just it's just been different this year. But they're not winning, man. It just sucks. Yeah, these fans like, don't disappoint. Once they, if they get a good product or a product they think is fine, like these Detroit fans, they'll show up. Like they're gonna make it a legit home field advantage. Sure. They just need the product to be there because we've seen it the other way where if you're not giving us a good product these fans are not going to show up. Like we saw last year at towards the end of the year, the, the, the crowds were pretty weak. You know, even when they won the first game versus Minnesota, that crowd wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. There's a lot of crowds like that at, towards after Halloween when the, when the product was so bad. Yeah. But, uh, it's going to be interesting right. to see what this Sunday is. I guess you told me it's sold out. I don't know. I, I guess almost, almost. There's like one section left. Let me see if they put up – sometimes they put up more tickets. Let me just look at it. This would have been a good game for – I mean, honestly, man, I wouldn't have mine going to this game. But because I went to the Seattle game, I'm not going to – If you said in the preseason, yeah, I would say it's a good game to go to. But, like, right now, am I intrigued to go like and pay money for this team? I'm really not. Not at all, honestly. If you lived here, would you go to it, Malcolm? Like, you live Detroit, would you potentially go to it? Yeah, I probably have to because my wife's a Dolphin fan. Take out uh, that. Just say like you're just Detroit fan. Just going to the Detroit fan, not factored in my wife being a Dolphin fan. Um, will I go? It depends. I don't. I don't know. See, like it's not like more of like would would you go? But like you know how there's some games like yes, I absolutely have to be there. Here, I'll give you an example: Michigan, Michigan State this Saturday. I absolutely want to be there that this Saturday. Lions, Dolphins. I have no intrigue of paying a penny for that game. But the thing is, like me, like. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If if I lived in Detroit, I'd probably be a season ticket holder. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. It's, that's a, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I might be one next year. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean that's how it is. And then you know, if I'm a season ticket holder, would I go? But more than likely, I probably would go. Well, season ticket holder is uh, different at that point. 
I'm thinking about next year, honestly, to be a season mm-hmm. holder. I mean, we'll I got to see it. I got to see a product before I buy season tickets. I'm not buying season tickets for half the season to be a, a useless game. We'll see. Um, but like, okay, so regarding the tickets, actually, they released some standing room only tickets, so it's it's getting there. So they do have standing room tickets for this game. They just released them, so it's who getting. Who the hell is bu- who is buying tickets for this game? And they have that section two twenty six. So the game, bro, it's it's getting to like the point where I said it's almost sold out. Let's I'm, go. I'm stunned. I mean, let's go, man. One pride, man. Boot up. Isn't that what yeah. isn't that what's the name say? Boot up, yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> I mean, people like to see Swift. They want to see Amar, They want to see Tyree Kill. They want to see Jalen Watt. Like when you go to a game, when I go to a game too, I like seeing our guys, but also like watching like other guys play as well. Like there's other stars around the league. I don't Tyree know Kill is a guy. Bro, a lot of people like you don't care about Tyree. I know a lot, a lot of people, people are. are. I, I like I, I can give two shits about who the opposing team is when we play. I'm only yeah, there for me Detroit. Too. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, like <laughs> I've been at games from like okay, like like I've watched Cam play. Like that that was fun. I think we lost that game, but it was yeah. still kind of fun. football. I don't do that. Maybe basketball. That's a little different. Like if like the world. I honestly do. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy Bas- watching good players. Basketball. It's like okay, Steph's coming to town. Let's see that. But like. I don't know. I'm not one of those fans, dude. I'm really just I'm a Detroit fan. I don't really give a shit about what a opposing team is. If yeah. it's a good price, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm with you, Tyler. Man. I'm I, I, I almost like when we play the Indiana Pacers when no one wants to go to those games. Yeah, I mean, personally, bro, me, like, I'm an IFC Alliance fan, but, like, if you tell me I get to go watch Josh Allen or I get to go watch Baker I saw Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah, what was that? What was great about that? I got to go home sad. Yeah, I got to see Lamar I'm Jackson. Probably, I'm gonna be honest though. What's good about that? Me, but Tyler, if someone asked me tickets to go see like Lions versus like I don't know who's like the Texans or Lions versus Bills, I'm gonna go to the Bills game. I don't care. I wouldn't care honestly. I just like in general, I like going against teams that are good. I don't know. It's more. Same, fun. Is, it, is it the same seats or talking about same seats? <laughs> yeah, like. Like Malcolm, someone offered you tickets to see a shitty team versus a good team. You want to go versus a good team? Well, it all depends on what what is seats. Same Somebody seat. offered same, same seats. Uh, I'll same probably seat. again. I wouldn't care. I don't I'm care. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't care. I, I I honestly rather going to a game. You know, having a feeling that we're gonna win. Same. I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that feeling going attending and, and then losing. That sucks. Especially when you fly like, out there. Especially when you fly out. If you win that game, though, if you win that game, it feels good. That's why I like those games. Yeah, it does. If it's yeah. the best feeling in the world when you beat those it's, it's not, it's not. It's not a good feeling when you fly out to a different city and you're like, all right, oh, let's get no. this dub. And you're bang, oh, paying no. money for the hotel. And then you're like, all right, let's get this dub. And then now you got to go back, take that long-ass flight home. Just think about how you got how, how that team <laughs> fucked up. You doing those highs? You doing those, uh, you doing those that workout, too? Yeah, you're still doing your high knees. Like like, uh, Pierce tell me, oh, I can see Lamar Jackson. It's great. Yeah, I got to see Lamar. I got to see Justin Tucker take a 66-yard field goal against my team and and walk out with my mouth open the whole time as I'm walking out of the stadium. Like, like, all right, I'm going to give you an example. Like, for example, if I was in the offseason looking for a game to attend, and I'm looking at the Bills game, even though that's a – you get get to see Josh Allen. What would he do? But I'm not going to pay to fly out to Detroit get a hotel, get everything to see Josh Allen throw for 500 yards on the Detroit Lions and shit. Yeah, like, what's enjoyable about that? <laughs> Nothing enjoyable about that. That's, I, I'll be I just, I just fly totally home pits. The, the reason why I like those games is because if you win those games, you feel good. If it's the next game, oh, we're expected to win. We should win this game. You go into this game be like, 
damn, it's going to be tough, but if they win this, it'll be dope. That, that's how I think yeah. of it, kind of, honestly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I get that. I get would you that. would you go would you would you buy tickets to the to the Bills game thinking oh if we win this game is gonna be dope? I buy tickets because um, if we were would competitive, you if we were competitive, would you buy tickets to that Bills game? Would you buy tickets to this Bills game? Right now, absolutely not. Right now, no. But if they like improve these next couple weeks or whatever, yeah, I would. Okay, I mean, yeah, that'll be. I, I go on Thanksgiving, guys. I enjoy it. I, I like. I mean, I've been to a few of them. I enjoy it. I pay for them too. Sometimes it's a hefty price tag, but it, the atmosphere is different. Honestly, I, I, mean, I was gonna say, I was, it, I was about to say that, man. I, I love you guys' atmosphere, man. As yeah, far as for the games and stuff, man, yeah. that is, to me is so dope, man. It's like I don't know, like you know how like the first game in Seattle was like that was lit and like opening game was lit, but I feel like there's nothing like a Thanksgiving atmosphere. It's just different. The vibes there are different. I don't know. It's it's cool. Yeah. I will say though, I would pay for atmosphere. I, I I do like that. That's that's one of the best parts about going to these games is the atmosphere, and that's why you just know you don't get that when you see a bad team like that. And in the NFL, you pretty much get a good atmosphere as long as your team's competitive. It doesn't really matter who it's versus. But if it's like the NBA, you know, you could have some weak atmospheres if it's a game like I said versus the Pacers, like where nobody cares. But <laughs> yeah. so yeah, but you do pay for the atmosphere as well. Like your atmosphere to a Warriors game compared to a. Pacers games can be a lot different. Or Lakers <laughs> to a Pacers game is a lot different. 100%. So, so I understand that aspect of it. And like Josh Allen coming into town and Thanksgiving, it just adds more to the excitement. Yeah, for sure. I get that. That makes sense. But those tickets this year are like very high. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go this year. They're not playing that well. We'll see, though. I'm thinking about it, honestly. If they play well and I think like they have some sort of shot against Buffalo, I'll, I'll probably go. It all starts this week, man. It all starts this week. Just remember this way. Miami beat the Bills, so we could beat the Bills. I mean, we could beat Miami. If we could beat Miami, if we could beat Miami. All right, so the Lions basically won the Super Bowl in 2018. Lions basically won the Super Bowl in 2018. We beat the Patriots that year. It doesn't work that way, guys. No, it doesn't. It does not work that way. I wish it did. I mean, that'd be cool, but no. But, I mean, shoot, I mean, we could – Let's see. Let's just take it. Let's look at this week. We, just let's, see how we handle, yeah, let's see how we do this game, and then hopefully we can surprise the world. I call it a trap game for Miami, man. I'm telling you, I just have a feeling it's a trap game for them. And they're coming in thinking it's going to be cakewalk. And yeah, surprise, surprise, bitches. The Detroit Lions and the Dan Campbell <laughs> kneecapping eaters are here. Yeah, and I get to celebrate. I get to celebrate. I'm like, ah, yet again, because you know, I think I'm not sure if people know this, but we have one hell of a streak against Miami guys. Um, you know, we play them every four years. Um, Dolphins had to beat us in 2004, so I get to celebrate every single year. Every time we play the Dolphins, I get to celebrate. So, hopefully, because <laughs> I won't be around a lot of Dolphin fans um, during that game, so I, I won't be at the pregame show or the postgame show. But that's fine because I'm gonna be attending a pre. It's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be a let's laugh at Malcolm as the Dolphins destroy your Lions party, but hopefully we turn that shit around and say ha ha yet again we beat you guys again. I don't care what I reckon it, but at the end of the day, you guys can't beat us. Malcolm, you're easy to do. If the Lions win this game, I want you to take the buffs, put them on, put on, let's go. put on, uh, put on like one of your jerseys. You're probably gonna be wearing. I don't know. Put on like well, some well, swaggy Lions gear that you. Got. I know you have some Lions swag. Put on some Lions swag. This is gonna be weird, man, because this is Halloween too, man. So. It's supposed to be like a Halloween party type thing too. 
This is so, what I would do, right? Man, go as Michael Jackson, go as Billie Jean. <laughs> we fucked the one. What are you going to do? <laughs> no, like, welcome. This would be hilarious if you did this. Like, everyone's like rooting for the Dolphins and shit. And then the Lions, when you take out, you take out those glasses, you go like this, you walk around. Yep. It's, it's literally, that's, how, that's how it's going to be because it's literally going to be the whole house. It's literally going to be Detroit versus everybody in the house right now, guys. It's going to literally be me versus the entire household. <laughs> it's going to be Lions or Dolphins more. Dolphins, they, they, they. My, my daughter's a hater. <laughs> yeah, she's, a, she's, she's, she's a tough, my daughter's the one that will come and say, "Oh, did you guys win?" Knowing good or whatever, we lost. And I say, "Ha!" Huh. And then, yeah. that, that's her. I was there to witness that in person when she when you got the text. <laughs> oh yeah, we were there. That was funny. Yeah. That was yeah, not man. funny. It was not funny at the time. It, it, now it's funny to look a, back at. She's a hater. She's a hater. She's a hater. Bro, think about it. You it's gonna like be. A... Go ahead, my bad. I was gonna say it's gonna be me versus the whole house, man. But I'm ready, man. Um, this is a trap game. Let's rub it in their face. Let's get this dub. Tyler, think about it. You're at a game, and your kid, who's like 10 years old or 11 years old, how old's your kid? Um, 11. You have an 11 year old kid texting you, "Ha ha, daddy," or whatever. You lost. Come on, that's funny, bro. Absolutely that's a not. kid. No, no, that's you're a kid the, clowning you're on getting, you. That's you're hilarious. Getting, yeah, you're, not, getting, not, you're, not, getting, you're you're getting your phone blocked. I'm taking it away from you. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm still your parent of the day. Damn, you're not a fun parent. I, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Like immediately after we lost, like even even my wife knows. I kind of like if we lost, like give Malcolm his space. Let Malcolm woosaw to the side or something. You know. Yeah, people know that too. When they lose, they used to call me. I used to just ignore them. Now they know not to call. <laughs> That ass. Yeah. Losing is the worst feeling ever. I'm so over it, man. I'm tired of it. I, hopefully, they could turn the ship around like soon, man. By soon, like I mean, like this year is kind of like next year. If they could get all their shit together and fix it or somehow win, I'm just tired of losing. It takes a toll on you, man. Like Campbell say, they're close. Close win. Uh, we don't, we I'm don't. just saying. I'm just saying what he says, man. That's what, he says. We're close. I, I agree. They are close, but like. Like you could say I almost won a million dollars, but you don't win a million dollars. You almost did. I almost won a game, yeah, but you still we'll see lost. We see it all the time with game. our parlays. Almost we'll with our count. parlays. Win. Our locks of the weeks are almost every week. <laughs> hey, I don't want to talk about that. that's not fair, bro. Every time the team I pick shits the bet that week, that's not fair. I don't want to talk. Yeah, about no, that. it's because we almost won every parlay. <laughs> Well, we we were almost thousand dollars. That's, that's messed up. That's messed up. I, I got to cut off. I got to cut off my boy Owen. We got to get rid of my boy Owen. We got to get rid of him. Hopefully this. I week thought was, I thought last week. I thought last week you had it. <laughs> I did too, but the Dolphins choked, bro. What do you want me to do? Shit. Not choose the right. Dolphins. That's what I want you to do. Let's uh. Let's wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap we'll be up. we'll be live on Sunday. On Twitter spaces an hour before the game to talk about the enactus. We'll know the full official injury report for both teams and who's in, who's out. And we'll have our final thoughts before the game starts. So come join us Sunday on Twitter spaces. And then we'll be live instantly after the game. And then Monday we'll be recording our post-game show, which I told Malcolm last week, when are we going to get a new show? When are we going to get a new idea, new topic? Hopefully this Monday. New topic about talking about dubs? Just talk about a win for once and actually have a positive post game Monday. You know what? This sucks, man. Like, I, I honestly thought this year I wasn't gonna be able to bring out that meme. Detroit oh, yeah, you might. I, thought, I, thought, I honestly feel like uh, I said, man. I was like, this year I'm gonna be able to discontinue it. And this this quote lives in my my head rent free. One time we were on playback. <laughs> Playback's not a thing anymore for us. So 
those were the good times. But we're on playback one time during the Minnesota game. Up in the fourth quarter, Malcolm goes to me. He goes, Tyler, how do you feel that you finally have a team that you actually feel confident on game days? I said, Malcolm, we'll see. I'm going to hold my breath. You know how that quote is lasted, Malcolm? <laughs> it's the same shit. <laughs> it's the same shit. Same I'll tell you that. Shit. It's I'm just I'm tired of losing, man. It, it, it's, it's, it takes a toll on you, bro. Like we've been fans. I mean, Malcolm just Malcolm been a fan since he was a kid. Tyler, I mean you like recently just sort of like we didn't just become fans, but we're kind of like new to this. Like we haven't necessarily seen 0 and 16 or whatever, right? But bro, like I was born in 95 and they haven't won a playoff game since I was born. Before that, I rem- <laughs> it sucks, man. I remember like Are you shitting me? Like how hard? Like I remember like trying to keep up to the games because I, you know, when I was younger, like as a like, in, in high school, like I didn't have the Sunday ticket, you know, and I wasn't able to go bars every Sunday, so I wasn't able to do that. Um, so what I, the way I used to watch the games, I used to go to um Yahoo, uh, Yahoo, 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 the website Yahoo, and just watch the play-by-play. <laughs> and I literally sit there. I literally sit there every Sunday and and, and, and track the game that way, and just tracking little L's that way sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Oh man, yeah, memories. It's like, bro. Every Sunday I clear my schedule, right? Like people want to do stuff on Sunday. I was like, no, I can't. Like I have my podcast stuff. And I'm watching the game or whatever, right? And then <laughs> they like text me later in the day or something, and be like, huh. They, they win or lose. I was like, fuck you. Like, literally, I, I get, because a lot of my friends work, and everyone's off on Sunday. And you know, like, no one works on Sundays, right? And they all, like, want to do so. Like, you know, I can't this day. I'm sorry. Like, they all know now not to call me during football. But it just sucks. It's like, I'm sacrificing my time for this, but the product on the field is not what, what like, it's just, I don't know, man. It's all right. Don't worry. This week going to change everything, man. I have a good feeling about this week. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped about it. I have a... I have a good feeling this week, man. So I think I think everybody's gonna be good this week, man. We'll All right, see. for real this time. We're signing out, guys. Join us Sunday on Twitter Spaces. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. And before I end the show, I just want to get an apology from both of you guys for um kind of putting my my Knicks in the same category as your pistons. So go ahead and say sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry the person's dog. What do you want me to say? That we were going to win? I'm sorry, like, like, why did I say that? I never said that. When the hell did I say that? I'll tell you this. I'm sorry we saw. I'm, I'm just playing with you, Tyler. I'm just playing with you guys. I'm just playing with you guys. I know we're poverty. I'm not going to rub it in, man. You, you, you could rub it in because I would talk no, Navi my talking man shit. But oh, man, hey, that's good, man. I I only talk when people talk about my Knicks. Also, I was watching. Though, I, I was watching your Knicks. They actually, they pissed me off. They're playing the final countdown in OT for Charlotte. What's that? What's that about? It was it was for us to win. We needed that extra boost. You want you needed that 20, 2004 Pistons boost. That's we needed that boost, and that's what gave us the boost to win an OT, man. You know it. All right, guys, what we're out. <laughs> wait, wait, Tyler. If you're playing basketball and you heard that, we need that. Like, oh shit, time to ball. Yeah, because I'm from Detroit. I'm from Michigan. Well, yeah, that's our thing. That's our thing, dude. You can't take our stuff from us. That's our thing. <laughs> I know that, but this is a momentum boost, man. We needed it. I mean, Detroit helps us out too, man. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. All right, I'm guys. Peace. <laughs>
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.